This podcast is brought to you by 3B, the mental wellbeing company, hosted by Claire and Sue, co-founders of 3B. When you've got your wellbeing mojo on, you're firing on all cylinders. You're accepting of whatever comes your way. You're being resilient. We believe that one size does not fit all, and we want you to discover your own wellbeing mojo. So join us on our podcast journey where we'll be exploring the many different aspects of mental well-being. And hopefully, you can learn what you need to get your well-being mojo on. Yesterday, me and Sue were talking about information to do with our mental well-being for a client that we are working with. And one of the things that we started talking about was this premise of holding space for somebody. What we mean by that is at work, it's really important if you've got somebody who you can talk to who isn't going to stand in judgment on you but will listen without feeling the need to fix it for you without feeling the need to give you direction or tell you what to do but just actually listening and empathizing and how valuable that is and you know I'm lucky enough. So yesterday was also a bit of a bad day for me. And I managed to have a chat with Sue about that. And never stands in judgment on me. And that was great because I just got it all out of my system. And then I was really productive in the afternoon then and flying on all cylinders. And it's really important that we have the chance to do that. And I know in a previous role, I worked in an office with another lady who was in a completely different role to me, but I just, I loved her to pieces because we would just put the world to rights when we could. And just having her to be able to speak to in that office just made a huge difference. And she was great at not standing in judgment on me and just listening and offering her two penneth sometimes but other times just going I know yeah I completely understand where you're coming from and that's this whole premise of holding space and we wanted to sort of have a, a bit more of a chat about that and discuss that a bit more so why do you think it's really important so what's where's your head going with that well, when I think of holding space, for me, I always go back to, for me, it's from coaching principles. It goes back to kind of our, our background, our training. That's our foundation, really, isn't it, in coaching and the idea of giving someone a space to talk, having someone to listen in whatever capacity. And I think, although what we're describing, what we're talking about is more in an informal kind of context, whatever the context there's you know whether it be like in a professional setting like with a coach or whether it be with a friend or a colleague there is something about this idea of having a space to just say what you need to say 
and to trust and know that that's not going to be used against you. Like you say, no one's going to judge you for it. They're not going to try and fix your problem. They're not, you're not going to be interrupted. And I think that for me is this idea of holding space. It's kind of like it's, it's going to sound a bit hippie. I'm not apologising for that. I'm just framing it as this. It's a bit sacred. It's a little bit kind of, you know, and that for me, you know, it's just a bit special. It's, it has a value. It's just for you or, you know, it's just in that moment. Um, so when you hold that space for someone, it's like a, it's a gift, isn't it? You know, it's it's kind of like it's that listening to somebody. It's it's better than any sort of present in a way. You know, it's sort of like the ultimate. It's the thing we don't get in so many aspects of our lives, you know, because we're constantly in conversation, having a back and forth, or, you know, someone's going to chip in, even if it's somebody that we love dearly, you know, but they're going to kind of chip in and tell us what they think, or, oh, that happened to me, or or they're just going to go off at a tangent because it's reminded them of something else in their brain. And that's okay. You know, those kind of conversations are all part of life and they're mm. important. But I think when we're feeling something strongly or if we've got something like we're carrying around with us, you know, and it's, it's, it's a bit of a block, you know, like the conversation we were having yesterday, you know, if you don't mind me sharing, you were in a position where, you know, you were, you needed to get this out yeah in order to free up space yeah. in your mind in your brain to be able to then it wasn't that you needed to deal with it mm. it was just you needed to air it you needed to put it somewhere else yeah <laughs> so it wasn't kind of at the front of everything you were dealing with so then you as you say and you were just like in the afternoon when we kind of got back together you were I said to you, didn't I? Kind of, wow. <laughs> you came up with this really cool idea for the client we were working with. And we we really kind of went with that. And we put together like a really good proposal based on a lot of that conversation. And I just wonder whether we'd have got to that point. You know, if you, I'm sure we'd have done some great work, but how yeah. you were feeling about it, I think, you know, it kind of... Because, I mean, you notice things in people sort of physically, don't you? You know, when you see them being able to get things off the chest and being able to say what's on the mind and, you know, it, and in coaching, you know, you see people kind of go off, you know, their eyes sort of go somewhere else or they look kind of to a different place or they might make a gesture with the hands or something. And it's kind of, they've gone somewhere else in the mind and they're kind of, they're getting things out that maybe they didn't even realize were important or maybe they didn't even realize what they really thought about it until they started to speak. There's something about articulating, I think, that, and this is why coaching is so powerful, isn't it? Because people sort of find their own solutions through talking it out, as it were. So, yeah, all, there's a lot of stuff in there that relates to holding space for me. I remember just what you were saying there really took me back. Um, we were doing our level seven coaching, executive coaching, and we'd had to go with the course we were on. We went down to Bristol and um, we were staying over. And I remember we'd been taught that day, um, Nancy Klein's Time to Think. And we both loved Nancy Klein's stuff. 
And I remember thinking, I don't know how this is going to work. Just giving you time to talk about something and without me nodding, without me going, yeah, I can see where you're coming from and, and having some input of some kind. And I remember, do you remember I tried it out on you that night when we got back to our hotel room and you just run with it and I did nothing. I literally just stayed quiet and just looked at you and just let you run with it and uh, all sorts of stuff came out. And you, I remember that you were saying, I didn't even realise I was thinking that, but where it took you was somewhere you weren't expecting it to go. But because you had that sacred time, that complete space to just come out with everything. And it didn't need to have even made sense to me. It did. But you were going from like one thing to another and it all made sense with you. And without me having to do anything. And you looked very different at the end of it. You did. It was like you were lighter. And I know that sounds weird and that does sound a bit hippie-ish, but it was. You could physically see a difference in you. And then obviously <laughs> told everybody the next day, I was like, well, <laughs> I tried this last night because I wasn't really sure was. about it. Yeah. <laughs> I was waffling up for 45 minutes. <laughs> but, but actually that really worked. And that is when I knew it worked because you'd done that. You'd gone somewhere with that. So actually that whole premise, and that is a coaching thing, but just being able to give that to anybody, because anybody can do it, just being able to give you that time. You were working things out in your head and it there were some things you weren't sorting and that was okay. You were just airing those. But others you were sort of like compartmentalising, dealing with, going, oh, that's what I thought about that. And it was just powerful it was powerful and wouldn't you want that just in your everyday anyway because we don't have to be a coach to do that we could just do that for our colleagues our friends I think there's something about you know kind of giving that attention to someone else you know in coaching we talk about exquisite listening don't we which is basically what doing that kind of pure sort of not interruption letting it run and it, and it did run and that's an exceptional kind of example because it did <laughs> I did go on for a while <laughs> but there was a lot going on in my life at that point in time to be fair I think what we're talking about here is the principle of that like you say and applying it in an everyday way in a way that supports ourselves and other people with our mental well-being because I think this idea that we've got to just sort of you know get on with it put your best foot forward and yeah we do of course we do of course we need to turn up and show up and do our best and but you know sometimes we might just need to kind of get something off our chest first or just kind of air what's going on or just be able to say to the other person maybe someone we're working with or you know somebody that we know we can just say oh it's yeah not a good day today or you know this is going on for me at the moment and, and I can understand why people might be thinking, mm, do that in work. No, that's work's not the place for that. You know, oh, you yeah. leave that stuff at the door. Yeah. Um, 
Or they might be thinking, no, go to work to escape all that. (laughs) (laughs) I want a distraction, which, you know, fair, fair play, you know, if that's how you need to manage it. We're not saying you have to do this. What we're saying is that we were kind of encouraging the idea of sharing more and, and talking about things that maybe, you know, we have all the stigma around you know, mental health, mental well-being, and still, you know, even though there's a lot more conversation, we just had time to talk day when we're recording this. You know, that was last last Thursday. Thursday, right? yeah. So, you know, it's kind of fits with that for me, that whole kind of premise of, you know, let's let's be more open, let's be better listeners, let's be less judgmental. And I think being less judgmental of others actually helps us to be less judgmental of ourselves. And I think you know that kind of needing to fix yeah actually holds us you know kind of refrain helps us refrain from doing that with ourselves as well I think that actually helps us to be less judgmental because I think we're all we're all judgmental we all oh yeah yeah it's just our natural human you know but I think when we catch ourselves doing it and that's that's the good point isn't it what you were saying though you know I can I can I can hear past managers <laughs> and chief execs of one place uh, who said to me if you spend five minutes saying hello to everybody you know are you going to get any work done and it's like well it's not five minutes with everybody and actually if it makes them feel better aren't, aren't we building something just he couldn't get past that he just thought you know that's not the way to do it I think that's a very old school management style very much so definitely not a leadership style I think those places who have more leaders in those kind of roles develop so much better and the workplaces are so much better because yeah for okay 45 minutes might seem a long time it didn't feel it when I was there with you it really didn't just listening and it really helped you but I would turn around and say to a boss, well, if somebody's had 45 minutes just to get everything off their chest, that could stop them, A, going off sick, B, having a mental health issue, so better mental well-being in the team, and potentially they're going to be better at doing their work then. Well, like like we did, like I did in the afternoon. It was like, and like you say, don't know if that had come up without having got rid of my stuff in the morning. But we always don't, we don't look at it that way. People tend to not look at it that way. But surely if you have that within the workplace where you're not going to do that every day, you're not probably going to do that every week. But if something's really bothering somebody, having that space to just get it all out, and whether that be five minutes, 10 minutes, or 45 minutes, getting it all out for them frees them up to think about what they're going to do next. Be more creative in what they're doing. Have more import. They'll be firing on quicker cylinders. The neurons in their brains will actually work quicker. So actually, they're going to go through work quicker. Still build that time back from the work that they're able to get through. And I think people just don't see it as that. It's a nice to do rather than a need to do. And yeah, I'm not saying, like we said, like you said then, it's not 
or go on, go and do this all the time. But actually knowing that you have got that space, that's the important part. Yeah. And just thinking about it slightly differently, reframing where you're coming from with that. I, I love what you're saying there. I think it's it's that capacity, that freedom, that for me, it's about recognizing that in work we are, we always say we turn up to work as a whole person. We're human beings, we're not robots, you know. So we have to take that aspect of ourselves into consideration. And I think you're right. I think the more emotionally intelligent leaders recognize this. They recognize there's a power in showing our vulnerability. You know, all the research shows this. And I think unfortunately, we're still kind of programming. <laughs> uh you know from an early age that we, we you know that we, we we do talk about kind of feelings and emotions more um but it's all still to kind of fit a I don't know fit a template or fit a certain way of doing it and a lot of it feels a bit checkbox exercise sort of like oh we've done well-being you know check we've done that and we know it's very individual we know it's very personal and we also know that we all have to take personal responsibility for it ourselves but part of that personal responsibility is about maybe being prepared to talk about things and being prepared to share because we know that you know when we keep things in or when we're sort of refrained from being able to share things or sort things out in our head or if we go to a place where we're sort of going to that should or I shouldn't be thinking about this I should be thinking about that you know, and trying to resist any kind of emotions or feelings or thoughts coming in, what all that actually does is sort of shut us down. So it reduces our capacity to be able to problem solve, to be able to learn, to be able to move forward. What we're actually talking about here is giving space for somebody to kind of accept what's happening with them, say it, name it, and then think, right, I'm not solved that, but actually feel a bit better, giving it somewhere else to live. Now I can focus on the job in hand. Um, and for me, it's about, so it does relate to efficiency. It does relate. To, it's just that it's hard to measure, isn't it? Because it's such a personal thing. It's not, you know, kind of easily fitted into boxes. And there's a lot of trust needs to be involved. And I think that kind of stuff can make people uncomfortable because, you know, they might, what, what sometimes I find people do is they'll sort of say, oh, yeah, we used to work somewhere where, you know, but everyone would just be talking all the time. So, you know, we never got any work done or whatever. Um, so rather than kind of looking at this sort of in isolation for the value that it can bring. Yeah. So I think there is a lot. I think there is a lot that we can kind of think about with this and maybe, you know, sort of bring into the everyday. So we're not suggesting that we do it for kind of 45 minutes, although that might be what needs to happen. But I think we can all maybe think about how can we listen more? How can we be available more for our colleagues? How can we be that person that instead of jumping to judgment or instead of jumping jump to problem solve, actually just thinks, you know what, I'm just going to give this person my attention. I'm just going to say, how are you doing today? And I'm going to mean it. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to what they have to say. And I'm going to find a way to hold that space for the people around me. And I'm going to give that gift. Because actually in doing that for others, you actually get something back that supports you. 
with your own mental well-being. 